0: Hot rod man. Yeah, I'm a hot
1: rod man. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohacks, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road over in Warren County, New Jersey, and I want to thank you for joining me here today, and as you know, we get together on Sirius XM Channel 147 Rural Radio every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And then again with a re air Sunday at 6 p.m., and that is in the Eastern Standard Time Zone also. But more importantly, if you miss an episode and uh, you want to listen to it or listen to it again, then you could always catch it the following week as a podcast on farmmachinerydigest.com. Just click on the tab that says FMD Radio or most major podcast hosting sites. So I think that's going to be very important. And I'm saying that humbly because this is part two in our series of making the planter ready for your best crop ever. And I think it's, I know it's so important because even though there are the genetics in the seeds today, the agronomy that we have, the, the crop protection products, are uh, unbelievable but ultimately if it was a car you'd say or a truck say where the rubber meets the road but where the seed meets the soil is through the planter and and that planter is paramount in allowing that seed and that agronomy and that fertility program and all the hard work that you've done all right the planter is paramount in making that making the best yield possible all right so what we want to do is you want to pull as much love out of that seed that's a drag that's an engine guy term right let's pull some love out of this motor all right so we want to pull as much love out of that seed as possible and that is the planter's job so this is part two now I did not get a chance to finish up last week, which I knew, but on the three topics I wanted to discuss, which was going to be the ch- battery and charging circuit of the planter, checking ground circuits, right? then also leak testing of vacuum planter, very, very important. So we're going to cover two of those today. We're going to, we're going to go back and we're going to revisit uh, the electrical side of a planter, because there was a number of things i didn't get a chance to discuss and then from there we're going to move into the very very important leak testing of a vacuum planter and that's something that cannot be overlooked or discounted so with a quick recap from last week we discussed that you need to confirm the voltage on the if the planter has a battery and an alternator obviously my planter does not because i'm mickey mouse all right so you have to confirm the voltage and a battery and a lot of this information i'm telling you could translate to anything but we're going to be focusing on a planter uh a battery a fully charged battery if you're checking it with a voltmeter should have 12.4 volts in it and remember when you check the battery you want to go across the battery terminals the, independently of the cables going to the machine, to the planter. And then you want to go to the cables and confirm your voltage there. So the first place is the battery and then the cables. And the, free, the reason for that being is you want to be able to determine if there is a connection problem there because you want to make sure that the battery is, is proper, Properly charged at twelve point four volts. The next thing we discussed, and you could go back to last week's show and listen to this. And obviously, if you have any questions, of course, I know this is hard, it's over a radio, it's not in a classroom or a video. Just always reach out to me at hot rod farmer at farmmachinery and I will gladly open a dialogue with you and even walk you through on the telephone, whatever you need to do. All right, so we're going to worry about the voltage, we're going to worry about the alternator output. The alternator output should be between 14.6 and 14.8 volts. Some alternators may be 14.2. So I'd say 14.2 to 14.8. Usually most are designed for around 14.6 volts. So we need to confirm that. We need to confirm that the 14.6 volts of the alternator is getting out to every electrical device on that planter, whether it is an electric seed meter, whether it's some sort of sensing system, whether it's an air compressor, whether it's a vacuum pump, it makes no difference. All right, there should be no more than two tenths, that's 0.2 tenths of a volt drop between what the battery has, and let's say, for instance, the seed meter, the power wire going to the seed meter, all right? And then we discussed checking a ground circuit in the proper way, this is all recap from last week, uh, proper way to check a ground circuit is with what is called a voltage drop test, and that is reading the backup, the traffic jam of electrons that could not get to ground. Very, very, very important on any piece of equipment but today we're discussing planters and you have all this electronics on the planter right which is wonderful which is helping to give us stellar yields out of our corn crop and yet it is still going to fall prey to a bad ground or a corroded ground what we would call a high impedance ground that is what i am concerned with and now we're going to pick up when we come back from the short sponsor break we're going to pick up i discussed briefly on the amperage draw of the planter and then we're going to go into the leak testing so i'm just going to ask you to sit pat during this uh, quick sponsor break and never forget agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability Hey, this is Conan O'Brien. Check out my channel,
2: Conan O'Brien Radio, on Sirius XM 104. You'll find my delightful Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend podcast. Highlights from my late night shows, showcasing some of the most absurd and hilarious moments from my decades on television. Come on everyone, settle down! a serious tv show plus dive deep into 28 years of late night memories and behind the scenes with with inside Inside Conan Conan O'Brien radio only on Sirius XM channel 104 or
1: listen with the Sirius XM app
2: predicting a farm bill in 2025 with this American Ag Today update I'm Jesse Allen well, Texas A&M's Ag and Food Policy Chief Joe Outlaw, who advises both parties in the House and Senate Ag Committees, predicts a new farm bill won't get done until the summer of 2025. Dr. Outlaw says farm bills take months to write, pass, and enact. The shortest he's seen is nine months, and time this year is getting eaten up by political dysfunction and the election calendar. On a recent podcast, Dr. Outlaw said,
0: There's a little bit of rumblings that they want to get it done in 24." I don't expect it to be done in 24 unless something wild happens after the election. And even then, if House or Senate flips, it's going to be enough change that I don't think it'll happen early in 25 either.
2: And Dr. Outlaw says that means later in the summer of 25. And that's not a good prospect considering USDA farm income is expected to drop 25% from last year. With this American Ag Today update, I'm Jesse Allen.
0: Tune in to Roots Run Deep, hosted by Mackenzie Kimbrough, to hear from your favorite cowboys and cowgirls, legends of ranching and rodeo, musicians, artists, influencers, and brands who hold the Western lifestyle at heart. Embracing our heritage and keeping legacies alive, stay tuned as we showcase shades of our Southwestern lifestyle. Listen Friday and Saturday nights at 11 Eastern and Sunday nights at 8. And for more, visit RootsRunDeepAZ.com.
1: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So, before we get into the current draw, I just want to uh, spend a minute or two talking about connections on a planter. A modern planter is going to have electrical connections that are some sort of what they would call weather pack. So it is imperative, and this is going to be on all modern farm equipment and modern vehicles. So it's not just specific to a planter. It's imperative that you invest with your tool dealer or through however you want to buy it online or what have you, the proper tools to be able to access those pins and those connectors. You do not want to go and back probe it with a test light or back probe it with something very aggressive because you're going to end up messing up that connection. It's a male-female connection, and you're going to end up messing that up. So that is important that you have the proper tools. You could buy a toolkit inexpensively, but the first thing you need to do is be able to qualify the connections that you have. There are, just like anything in life, there's not a million of them, but there's different style connectors. If it says PED on it, that's Packard Electrical Division, that's a connector that was basically that that was d- developed by General Motors for their engine management system years ago but there's Bosch style there's, there's different connectors so ultimately you're going to have to get a toolkit and today I'm talking about just for your planter because you have to be able to determine what type of connections are on there so if you need to and you also need to get used to looking at those connections so arguably let's say that you God willing, you follow my protocols. You say, "Well, I have twelve. I don't have twelve point fourteen point six volts coming to this one. This one seed meter. All right. So now, what you're gonna have to do is go backwards. You're gonna have to go into the back of that connector to what's called the weather pack, which is a, which is a, a basically a uh, a rubber seal there. And you're gonna have to back probe it. But they have little tools that you could go in there and you could take a sample. mean their sample voltage test and you know believe me i know what's going to happen the guy's going to take the voltmeter lead because they didn't heed this advice and he's going to stick it in there and he's going to compromise the weather pack and he's going to get a voltage reading and that's just going to be like mudding in corn Okay, you 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 hey, you happy you got it planted today, and then you then you then you, you yield you you chase that problem for the for the for the rest of the season, and you would every any time you violate one of those weather pack connectors, yeah, is it gonna go bad overnight? No, it's not gonna go bad overnight, but you can chase that potential problem from that point on. All righty. So now the other thing is that when I was speaking last week about amperage draw. For instance, like on a seed meter, all right? Because amperage is going to be a telltale sign of what is happening with some sort of electrical device. And we're going to be discussing seed meters, Uh, First, and we'll discuss whether it has a compressor on the planter or a vacuum pump or what have you. But I'm concerned with the seed meter. So, if you have, if you, if the planter, if that seed meter starts to get excessive internal resistance, mechanical resistance, what's going to happen? Its current drawer is going to go up. All right, so the first thing that you need to do is you you uh, speak to whoever made your seed meters, right? Precision planting, what have you, and find out what the current draw s- uh, specification is because that's going to be your check, right? If it's also draw f- uh, four amps, and then you, you have an idea there, all right? <laughs> so now keep in mind that current draw too much and too little is not good. So let's say if the meter is slipping inside and it's not functioning properly, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, I'm going to use the term stripped or stripping, then the current drawer is going to be less. If it's binding, it's going to be higher. So you need to be able to identify this in your mind, but you have to understand how to check the amperage draw. Now, whenever you're checking amperage in any circuit, it has to be done in series. Series means that you have to go into that circuit, you have to break into that circuit to check the amperage or sort of the ampermeter, your multimeter has to become part of that circuit. Now, I said last week is that you could have, if you have a meter or what they call a, a, a low resolution, meaning that it's going to read a low amperage accurately not something that's gonna you're gonna work doing 240 coming into the barn right so the thing is that then you could clamp around the wire but what i did not get a chance to explain to you is that you will have to remove that when i may remove you will have to divorce separate that wire from the rest of the wires you can't take a clamp meter that's going to read what they call inductively an amperage read amperage inductively by clamping around. So let's say that that seed meter has two wires going to the electric motor. It's It's got the positive, the battery voltage in the ground. You can't clamp around those both wires to check the voltage to check the amper- amperage, excuse me, because it's going to read zero. That's just the nature of an inductive clamp. The hot lead, meaning the power lead, has to be separated from those wires for you to put the clamp on. Now, a problem that's going to come up is that you are not going to be able to, if it has a uh a, a plastic wire loom around it, what have you, you're not going to be able to separate those wires. All right, so if you have a clamp meter, so there is a, what I suggest that you do, and you're going to do this once, okay, and it's going to become a tool in your toolbox for your planter all right very important you're not going to be able to buy one that i'm aware of you're going to identify what type of connectors there are and you can identify how how many pins they are and then what there are resources available it may be the dealer all right it may be online these because the, the connections that are used on planters are electrical connections are automotive based machinery based they're not specific to farm equipment all right so you're going to identify let's say you have a packard connector all right, a PED, it says on a Packard electrical division, a Packard style connector. Okay, and the operative word is style today, so it's a Packard style connector. So, what you can do is you can identify okay, let's say you have a four pin Packard connector and it's square, and so you're going to buy the male and female side of that connector. And you're gonna look at the color of the wires that the planter is using. And you're gonna go into town and you're gonna buy wire that color. All right. So if it's a green, a black, and a blue, you're gonna you're gonna you buy green, black, and blue. It doesn't have to be the exact shade. And you're gonna make up a jumper lead, all right, that is going to be color to color so you know when you look at the the wiring harness it's a red wire when you look at the when you look at the, the the uh it's a blue wire so you can go color to color and then depending upon whether you are using a inductive clamp to read amperage or not if you're going to read amperage or inductive clamp you're going to make the re- the power lead which is not usually red you're going to make that a little bit longer so you could pull it away from the other th- in your jumper harness, you, you're going to put this in series away from it, and you're going to put your inductive lead on it. If you are not using an inductive clamp and you're using a, a, a multimeter, then what you're going to do is you're going to have female bayonet connectors on that power wire, you're going to cut it in half. So you're going to have half of it going to the planter, half of it going going to the power source, to the main wiring harness. The other wires are going to be all in one piece. And then you're going to be able to take your ammeter, meter and you're going to be able to put it in series with that planter power lead. And you're going to use this throughout your planter. So you're gonna, it's probably going to cost you about $15 to make this up, if even that. All right. And you're not, so if you have, I don't care if you have a 24-row planter, you're going to use this same jumper harness that you made either with a longer power wire if you have an inductive clamp for your ammeter or with. <clears throat> two female ends on it and the wire not connected, so you could put the ammeter in series. And you're going to put that in with your planter, with your with your sprite, wherever you're going to keep your planter tools or planter equipment. I mean, equipment, uh, you know, I don't care where where you want to put it. You're not going to make up, if you have a 48 row planter, you're not going to make up 48 of these. You're going to make one. But what you're going to basically be able to do is very quickly, accurately, you're going to be able to go in and read the current draw on every seed meter and you're most importantly you are not going to violate the weather pack connector the wire or anything else because once you violate that like i said and you're a, a six seven hundred thousand dollar planter you don't want moisture to get there over time and yeah it works fine this year but next year you start to get that moisture in there and then you start to get a high impedance a high impedance connection so this took a little bit longer than i had hoped for but god willing i had given you enough information for you to understand that concept and don't don't be afraid to reach out to me so just sit pat during this next sponsor break and we'll be back talking about vacuum
2: hear that i didn't think so I'm Scott Linton, out and about presented by happyjackinc.com. You probably didn't hear that owl passing so close, but he heard us long before we saw him. The feathers on the leading edge of an owl's wing are saw-toothed, enabling virtually silent flight. That's why you're shocked by the sudden ghostly appearance of an owl on a moonlit walk. Night-dwelling mice are too, often with deadly consequences. The owl has movable feathers around its ears that funnel sound from any direction. So when he leaves his tree limb listening post, he's already drawn a bead on a critter scuttling on the forest floor. Silent flyer, great listener. That's the owl. We're made possible by Happy Jack at Tractor Supply, helping rural America's dogs stay healthy.
0: The Market Day Report is live every weekday morning, bringing you in-depth coverage of the latest in agriculture news and interviews with rural leaders and executives in the industry. You named RFD-TV the number one source for market and commodities information as it happens, because we bring you the headlines, analysis, and weather updates that matter to farmers and ranchers across the country. So join us for five hours of the Market Day Report. That's weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on RFD-TV.
2: The best cowboys and cowgirls from across America can be heard on Sirius XM, Rule Radio. Channel 147. Your hub for Western sports. Hunting, fishing, and the shooting sports. Coverage of the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. An incredible
0: ride you will have to
2: see to believe. Stay up to date on Western sports. From hunting and fishing to rodeo. Rule Radio. Channel 147 and the Sirius XM app. Free with all of our trials and popular plans.
1: Oh my goodness. Everybody, welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So now we're going to discuss the vacuum side of a planter. And I don't care how large the planter is or how many rows, but the whole idea is that you have to realize what is a vacuum. A vacuum is any pressure that is less than atmospheric. Because the way it works, where anything works, is that high pressure goes to low pressure, hot goes to cold, water flows downhill. So if you have a vacuum planter, it's going to be imperative that you are quickly and easily being able to identify the integrity and the seal of that planter's vacuum site, the low pressure region. In engineering, we call that a depression. Not like you're depressed, but a depression, a low pressure region. And how are you going to go about doing this? Then so you read some stuff. They say make a spray bottle, right? And with soap and everything. That's Mickey Mouse all right that's mickey mouse or other people tell you go listen for it it's 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 mickey mouse what i'm going to do is i'm going to tell you how the auto industry does it and this is a relatively new tool and it's not very expensive and i'm going to explain to you excuse me exactly what it's going to do for you is that now keep in mind as an aside to this the tool that I'm going to tell you to buy is called a smoke machine or a smoke tester. You could do an internet search on it. You could ask your tool guy or what have you. There's all different types, and we're going to discuss this in this last segment. And what it does is it makes non-toxic and non-flammable smoke. And it uses two to three pounds of shop air pressure. Pressure. And then it plugs into 110 volts, it draws hardly, it probably costs you a penny to run it all day, all right? And it has this special ingredient that you put in it that they sell you, all right? It's not expensive. And it makes smoke and it uses the two pounds of sharp air pressure, two or three pounds to push the smoke through whatever you're testing and this could also be used to test your 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 engine your induction system on your engine your turbocharger intercooler we're talking about a planter today so what will happen it's going to fill all of the 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 airlines i'm saying vacuum lines On this planter, go into the seed meter, go into into the vacuum pump, every place, right? If you have a gauge on it, a magna helic, it's it's, going to go every place, all right? And then what you're going to do is that once it's all filled up with this, and I'm repeating it, non-toxic and non-flammable smoke is that, as we used to say, well, we say with electricity, right? When you have a short circuit, it lets the smoke out. And then what you're going to do is you're going to inspect the entire planter, any place that there's vacuum you're going to look for for leak for minute leakage at the seals of a seed meter you're going to look at connections you're going to look if it's a center for whatever all right and the way that you're going to introduce this smoke on your planter is you're going to find the beginning of the run or the end of the run makes no difference like with plumbing all right and then you're going to put the tube from the smoke machine in there and you're going to seal it up however you need to seal it all right with duct tape or whatever it's you could buy a plug in the plumbing supply store and sticking it that's you're gonna to have to you're know, just like making the wiring harness adapter you're gonna to have to use a little bit of, of of uh one time you can say how come it's an easy way to hook this up now what what you'll do is that you will find the most minute leak in your planter system with this vacuum test now you could like i said you could use this for anything else you could use it for your sprayer but when you're spraying something under pressure it usually is a lot easier to find A suction leak is very hard to find. Now, the pitfalls of this, there is no pitfall. The pitfalls of this, it all depends on how much you want to invest in the smoke machine. Now, a planter has a lot more lines than even the biggest diesel engine with a turbocharger intercooler. So that means it's going to have to fill a lot more piping. We'll use that term to determine where there's a leak because it has to be all filled up, just like a tire, right? You it. It's no different. You take a tire, you fill it up with air, you put it underwater and see where the bubbles come out. This is not going to be bubbles. It's going to be smoke. So the more, the more you invest in us, I'm going to call it a smoke machine, the more you invest in a smoke machine, the lo- the greater the volume of smoke in CFM it's going to put out. The, l- the less you invest, the smaller volume. All right? Makes sense, but still going to do the same thing, make smoke. The only thing that you are going to... A larger machine, a more powerful smoke machine is going to allow you to fill all of those hoses and all those lines on your planter quicker than a less expensive one. So you could buy one for $200, you could buy one for $2,000 i'm not saying that you need to buy one for two thousand dollars unless you want to you could buy one for a couple of hundred dollars use the same tool on your truck engines your car engines your sprayer whatever makes no difference all right and the only thing that it's going to do it's going to take longer for it to fill up with smoke so if you let's say invest two three hundred dollars and you buy a smaller unit right so you're going to have the planter in the shop all right you're going to hook up the line to it you can have it start you can have the air line to it you can have extension cord plugged in for 120 volts and then and that's just the heating element to, to 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 make the smoke it's 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 very simple all right and you're going to put it into your line you're going to seal it up and you're, you're putting it and then you may have to walk away for two hours to fill that whole planter with smoke all the lines with smoke whereas a bigger unit may fill it up in 15 or 20 minutes so it's it's not going to catch fire it's not going to do anything so if you say well i'm going to put it i'm going to come in and shop in the morning i'm going to put it put the smoke machine in there and uh i'm going to put the smoke machine in there and let it start to run and then after lunch what i'm going to basically do is i'm going to walk around the plant and see if it to see if i have any leaks so it's just going to be how long it's going to take for it to fill up with smoke that's it so i'm not saying go out and buy a two three thousand dollar machine but i'm not saying buy a fifty dollar machine also for a couple of hundred dollars you could get yourself an excellent smoke tester that you could use on your semi your engines radiators intercoolers you name it you could use use in your dairy barn what have you so it's a wonderful 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 tool so uh and then you will be surprised how you will find the most minute vacuum leak on that planter. And keep in mind that vacuum leaks are cumulative. So a little bit here, a little bit there. And all of a sudden, the planter performance is not what it's supposed to be. So I want to thank you so much for listening. And I want you to know that the hot rod farmer is Paul Feud, the American farmer and rancher. And my beloved America, don't forget to be kind to all animals. And then we will catch up with next week with part three.
2: Real Ag Radio is Canada's only daily radio show focused on agriculture. Get expert advice on Agronomic Monday. Tuesdays and Wednesdays will cover a broad range of issues. Thursday we'll hear from farmers across the country on the Farmer Rabbit Fire. And we'll wrap things up Fridays with the Real Ag Issues panel with Kelvin Hepner and Lindsay Smith. Join us Monday through Friday at 4.30 Eastern. And don't forget about the replay at 7 in the morning on Rural Radio 147 Sirius XM.
0: We have a senior advisor in the secretary's office whose job and function is to make sure that this department continues to see in the work that we do and the policies that we develop our farm workers. Our Forest Service needs to see tribal leaders and the people they represent as sources of knowledge and information, as partners in the stewardship and management of our forests. And we've begun to do that with co-stewardship agreements. We're in the process of converting a great deal of the information this department has in multiple languages so that that refugee family has access to the services that we provide. That young person in a public school, as they're going through the lunch line, asking themselves whether the food that is being prepared for them on that particular day understands and appreciates the culture they come from, and if it does not, that we at USDA need to make sure that it does. This report asks us to pay attention to that issue.
2: On the Ag PhD Radio Show, we talk about all the ways you can get the most return on investment for the crops on your farm. Our guests are farmers and experts in the industry, and we discuss the latest innovations in fertility, crop production, seed traits, and much more. Don't miss the next Ag PhD Radio Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, on Rural Radio Sirius XM, channel 147. This is country artist Mo Pitney, and you're listening to Rural Radio, channel 147 on Sirius XM.